Well, good morning, 180. This is the highly anticipated Global Sunday. My family and I have been hearing about this since day one when we started attending. So we are here, and I am absolutely privileged and honored that the team asked me to preach. I was very honored to do that. But then, you know, I started thinking about it. I'm like, well, you know, when you look at our staff, there's probably really only two guys. Uh, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. <laughs> Before I get in trouble. Um, but I, I'm excited to, to be here. Um, I, I do believe Global Sunday and the cultures that we celebrate really represents the heart of our God. And I'm so uh, happy to talk about that. Before I start, though, I want to ask a question. How many of you have ever seen the show Fixer Upper? Raise your hand. Oh, yeah. Okay. Popular one. So if you haven't seen the show Fixer, Fixer Upper, it's, a, it's your typical homemaker of a home makeover show where you have a dilapidated house that nobody wants, and then throughout the episode, they build it, build it, and they're teasing you, and they're teasing you until what? The big reveal. Now, Fixer Upper, they do the reveal in a pretty unique way. What they do is this. I'll paint the picture. So they have the completed house now. They, they remodeled the whole thing. It looks beautiful, but then they cover it with a canvas, and on that canvas, is a picture of the old house, right? So they could get a good before and after. So what they do is it's a huge canvas. They can't see the, the new house, right? So now the two, the two hosts are on each side of the canvas, and they're like, they're teasing, they're teasing, they're te teasing. Now, for those of you who saw the show, what does Joanna Gaines say before she opens it? Do you know? What does she say? Feedback. <laughs> she says this. Oh, y'all ready to see your fixer-upper, right? <laughs> Y'all ready to see her fix her upper? And then she, you know, in her Texas accent, even though she's Korean, she pulls it out. <laughs> she pulls it out, and then, boom, and then there's cheers. There's tears sometimes because of what was once a dilapidated house, and now all of a sudden it's like just completely different. So what I want to talk to you today about is very related but very different at the same time because this is at a much grander, grander scale. If you could, turn with me to Genesis chapter 11. Genesis chapter 11, I'll be reading out of the English Standard Version. If you do not have that version and it, and it kind of doesn't jive with your, uh, your version, it'll be up on the screen as well. But if you've been part of any church for any length of time, this is the Tower of Babel, if you've heard of that before. Tower of Babel. We're going to take a look at the Lord's heart for the nations coming right out here at chapter 11, verse 1. Here we go. It says here, now the whole earth, ooh, are you guys controlling that back there? Okay. I, I got it. I got it. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. Let's stop for a second here. So the whole earth had one language and the same words. Can you imagine how easy things would be? How easy food ordering would be? How easy getting directions to a place that you haven't been before would be if we had all the same language and the same words. It would be so good. But not so much here. Let's read on. Verse 3. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. They said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens and let us make a name for ourselves lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. Okay, so there are two things going on here. 
One, they want to build a city so that they won't be dispersed, and then they want to build this big, huge tower. Two things going on. Now, the first one, building a city so they won't be dispersed. It's not a bad thing in and of itself. They're just building a city, except for that it was in direct violation of what the Lord had commanded. Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. You don't even have to read there because I know you know the verse. The Lord said, go, be fruitful, and what? Multiply and subdue the earth. Scatter. And then there was sin, chapter 3, and then, you know, Lord wiped out everything with the great flood, and then Noah and the whole ark and whatever. And then in chapter 9 of Genesis, he gives the same command. Go, be fruitful, multiply, subdue the earth. He wanted them to be dispersed. That's why this is a problem. They said, no, we want to build a city so that we won't be dispersed. We want to stay here. So that was the first thing that they were doing. The second thing was build a tower for their name. Build a tower for their name. And that's what big buildings do, right? Is it gives a name, right? In our great city, the big black building over there is what? Sears Tower. That's right, young people. It's Sears Tower. <laughs> I know how it is. It's a Sears Tower. My family and I, we were recently in New York City, and we were at Ground Zero, and we saw the gaping holes that were there because the Twin Towers weren't there anymore. That's what big buildings do, right? They, they make a name for themselves, and that's what these people wanted to do. They wanted to build a city so they won't be dispersed. They wanted to build a big tower so they can make a name. Both born out of what? Pride. Doing it on their own, wanting to go their own way. See how the Lord responded to that. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. Hold on a second. I have to stop here because I think this is a holy dig. Think about this for a second. They are building a tower that probably took years and years to build. They wanted it to go as high as they could. The tops of it should touch the heavens is what they were trying to do. And then the Lord came down to check it out. I think this is a holy dig. <laughs> and if it's not, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. I digress. So then, and the Lord said, behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there, the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. So the Lord saw, okay, they're, they're doing some things that are against what I want them to do. They are, it's born out of pride, and it's being multiplied because they could communicate with each other. They could devise a plan because they're talking to each other. And so the Lord said, you know what? Time to make some new languages. And he gave them new languages. This is the first place in the Bible where all languages were given, and now they could not communicate. And then he dispersed them because that's what he wanted them to do in the first place. Thanks, Pastor Jay. This is Global Sunday. I thought we were supposed to celebrate the different cultures. <laughs> we will. This is just the beginning of a bigger story that's going on throughout the Bible. This is the dilapidated house, if you will. Copy? This is the dilapidated house. And throughout the course of Scripture, whenever the Lord talks about nations, we got to pay attention. We got to pay attention because He talks about it very often. One of those passages we know very familiar. Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, one of my favorite verses. 
He says, go and make disciples of what? All nations. He said, the very people that I just dispersed, I want you disciples to go and make disciples. Go out to them who I've scattered and make disciples because he has a heart for the nations. And you start to feel like, okay, now they're like digging up the floor in the episode and they're ripping down wallpaper, you see? And then when you get to Acts chapter 2, this is beautiful. Acts chapter 2, this is the day of Pentecost, if you remember. Day of Pentecost. Now, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people are converging in Jerusalem for the celebration of Pentecost, which was 50 days after Passover. They're all coming, right? And they did it every year. It wasn't the special Pentecost day. It was every year they did Pentecost. But on this particular one, Acts chapter 2, we know the Holy Spirit came and birthed the church. He birthed the church, and then it said that like tongues of fire was coming down on people. And then what happened there? They were given ability to understand each other now. They had many different languages, thousands of people coming together, different languages, and this is what they said in Acts chapter 2, verse 11, said, are all these not speaking Galileans? How can I be understanding them now? This, my brothers and sisters, is the complete reversal of the Tower of Babel, right? In the Tower of Babel, they were all there. They all spoke the same thing, but he said, ah, got to scatter them. Here at Pentecost, he's bringing them together, and he's saying, listen, you have all different languages, but I'm going to give you a new common language through the power of the Holy Spirit so that you can start to understand each other. This is a great reversal. And we see the crown molding going up. We see the paint going up on the walls, and we're like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And then as you fast forward, like so for those of you who have a DVR, you fast forward, you fast forward, you fast forward, and then sometimes you get to that, that four-letter word called what? Live. And you can't fast forward anymore. Because these, these incidents right here, these have already happened. But now you fast forward to live, and that's where we're at today. We're in the live. And we can't fast forward it as much right now, but we can because as believers in Jesus Christ, we have what? We have this that tells us the end of the story. This tells us, the Apostle John gives us a picture on how this is all going to end. Where the, where, where the Lord is almost saying, hey, you want to see what I could do with that dilapidated house? You want to see what I could take when something was meant for evil and I could do something good? Almost as the Lord is saying this, Y'all want to see my fixer-upper? Huh? Y'all want to see my fixer-upper? Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. After this, I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number from every what? Nation. From all tribes and peoples and languages. Come on, work with me, button. Standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands and crying out with one loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. This is how it ends. And we all got to experience a little bit of that earlier, right? When we were all singing different songs. Isn't it true that even though you didn't know a thing that these people were singing up here, that it was beautiful? That all these tongues and all these tribes singing in that one common language that he gave through the power of his Holy Spirit to then give him praise. Our God has a heart for the nations. And we as his followers, we should too. We should too. 
And sometimes that might require you to go 2,000 miles away on an airplane and go minister to people across the world. Sometimes that will be it. Some of you need to do that if he's told you to do that. But not all of us are going to go. But we all know the nations are right here in the city of Chicago. And sometimes they make it even easy for us. They put them in towns. We got Chinatown, Koreatown, Ukrainian village. I mean, they're all there. And, and we just need to go and have a heart for the nations. And I get it. Sometimes it's difficult to communicate. It was supposed to be. That's what happened at Babel. But through the power of the Holy Spirit given to us as believers in Jesus Christ, we could communicate a gospel that is transferable and, and it can be communicated and you just never know that person that you're struggling with 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 communication and language they might be that very person kneel down next to you around that great throne giving praise to the glory to the king of kings and lord of lords the perfect lamb of god our god has a heart for the nations and as his followers we ought to as well amen we bow our heads in prayer. You know, our, our job as preachers is to simply deliver his word. And we trust the Holy Spirit to do all the convicting, all the pricking of hearts, all the transforming of lives. But it, would be a tr it, would, it, would be, it wouldn't be the right thing if we just got up, got out of here, and started moving on to lunch or the Bears game this evening. When the Word of God is preached, when the Holy Spirit is in this room, we ought to respond. And so I'm going to ask you to simply respond. However the Lord is speaking to you, maybe it's that coworker, that 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 classmate or whatever who, who maybe is hard to, to speak to because they are a different language, different culture. Be reminded that the Lord has given you a new language which you can communicate the gospel in such amazing ways. And I believe that the Holy Spirit can give you those words. So whatever it is, let's just park here for a moment and pray. Respond to him. Let's pray, and then we'll sing a song, and we'll be led from there. Let's just go ahead and do that for a moment. Father, I pray for these. Lord, we're celebrating today all the many cultures that are here represented in our small community. Boy, Lord, 
Is there a world out there who needs Jesus? Father, would you send out from this place people who have a language that's gospel-saturated? And no matter what background we come from, Lord, I pray that we would go to the nations that is right here in the city of Chicago and that we would see a great revival and awakening like we've never seen before. God, we don't pray that just because we want to pump everyone out. We pray that because we see such need. Such need. We don't want to pump our chest and say, we've got it figured out and no one else does. No, we want to go with the cure. We have the gospel. So I pray, push us out of here. Move us out of here, Lord. You had a heart for the nations. You have a heart for the nations as your followers. Let us resonate and smell like and sound like and, and feel like you until you call us to that place where we're bowed down before you around that great throne, giving you praise. You are the King of kings, even of today. You are the Lord of lives. Even of today, you are the Lord of lords. We give you praise. We give you our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This guy's heart is amazing. God keeps giving us great communicators. It's crazy, huh? I love you, hot dog. Love you, big hot dog.